Hey there, this is Frankie Sparks. And this is Scott Eisenberg. We're married. And we have a podcast called Shoot the Flick. Every week, Scott and I introduce each other to a new movie the other one has never seen. We talk about it, give our thoughts on it, and also share some behind-the-scenes fun facts. We want you guys to come along and enjoy the movies with us. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at ShootTheFlick and check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. Come and listen to us now as Frankie and I Shoot Shoot the the Flick! What's up, Rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so don't be blasting it over the speakers at school or at work or some other public place that has people with sticks at their butts, okay? I'm assuming if you're listening, you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned, there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. Enjoy! You're a more quiet person, though. I'm louder. I'm just a louder person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we run, I run into that with Jay all the time when we record. <laughs> like, I sound, even if I'm, like, talking what I feel like is a loud volume right into the mic, he's always just so much louder than me. I'm just so soft-spoken, you know? <laughs> You're just calm, and that's the mm-hmm. thing. You're very even, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm very much, hey, how you doing? Oh, what, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually getting over a cold, so I might have to pause for everybody's got that same cold i promise i know things are you know how they are You're back with My So-Called Life, episode 11, which is called Life of Brian. Woo! Mm. I know. It's, a, it's, <laughs> it's finally a different turn, but are, are you – let me ask you this, Kay. Are you one of those that has an inner monologue, like full conscious thoughts about things or that you're doing, or are you like one of those people who just – do and feel like only occasionally consciously thinking when you're trying to like solve a problem or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Does your mind narrate for you in a way? I wouldn't say it narrates. I more just kind of have conversations with, with whatever, like if I'm in a situation or something, I'll have that inner conversation, how I would wish it would play out in my head as Mm -hmm. opposed to like narrating, like, these are my thoughts. Oh, what's happening here? Uh, I don't think I'm that deep, <laughs> but, but yeah, I do have, I mean, I have so many conversations in my head. I think because I'm, I'm really bad at like confrontation and talking to people about my feelings. So I do it yeah. in my head a lot. Do you do that whole like pre-conversation? You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like I'm going to have to say this to somebody and if they react like this, then I'm uh-huh. going to say this and if uh-huh. they say this, I'll say that. I do the same thing. <laughs> And I, I have it, thing. it sounds so perfect in my head. And then when I go to talk to him, it's just like, it, but it, like words just don't work. <laughs> I know. In your mind, you're like, we talked about this. <laughs> it was so beautifully composed in my head. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. Uh, uh, do you, I'm so do you? <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm the inner monologue type for sure. Like, 
like as, as a kid, especially, you know, since I'm a big TV watcher, mm-hmm. you know, I used to do that break the fourth wall thing and like would look <laughs> over like there was a camera on me and I'd be like, say la vie or like, you know, why does this always happen to me? Hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I used to do that all the time. And I'm like, and this is why my life sucks. Like kind of Aww. thing. Like. <laughs> It was so, so did sad. you did you have a soundtrack too to your <laughs> No, I wasn't that crazy. <laughs> I wished I had a soundtrack. A or sometimes I would thing. put on a song and be like, this is gonna be the moment that I need this song, you know? Yeah. You're like making the musical montage in your head as you're listening. I did that in the car a lot. I still kind of do that in the car a lot. If I'm having a good day, I'm like, I want to hear this song. And then mm-hmm. and then I like to do it like when the light turns green, the song comes on. And you know what I mean? That kind of thing. You are definitely the director of your own life. I try to be, but I think that's what got me in some trouble in the past, you know, with people because I just, they're just not following my damn directions. Right. They're like, who is he talking to? You're just looking off talking to the camera. Or just like making a face like, hmm, like yeah. I call it my my Muppet face or my Kermit face. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of like you make, make that weird face. Yeah. I don't know. You scrunch up your mouth a little bit like, hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, <laughs> that's my, my Muppet face. That's funny. I know. But uh, I don't really do it as much anymore. Just to clarify. Uh-huh, <laughs> like, sure. I do kind of. I do kind of. <laughs> mainly, I mean, I mean, if I'm really thinking, if I'm really in my feelings and really in my thoughts, then mm-hmm. I might. But. It's not nearly as much as I used to, you know, but yeah, I try not to be crazy anymore. <laughs> I think I'm getting more crazy the older I get. Oh. I think well, I just think care less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Okay, well, let's get into this recap, shall we? Let's do it. Again, it's episode 11, Life of Brian. Go now. Go. So this episode takes a different turn than what what's been happening so far this time brian krakow is the narrator Ooh. yeah yay yay he's so exciting that brian krakow he is he's got lots <laughs> of thoughts well he does but he does yeah but uh, it's kind of interesting to see this geeky boy's point of view i can say mm-hmm. that much so yeah you know we open on brian's bedroom it's a pan around the room. He has stuff like Ansel Adams posters, an aquarium, a model helicopter, a computer, which in the early 90s was not so common. Yeah. Um, uh, which kind of kind of signified that you're probably a geek if you had a computer and you know how to use it in the early 90s, you know? In your room. Yeah. All the DOS type, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and he also has like a music stand and all this other kind of stuff. So all the stuff that a geeky teen boy might have in 1994. Mm-hmm. We then hear his mother's voice. Brian, honey, are you ignoring me, sweetheart? If you are, it's okay. Just tell me. Huh? What? <laughs> what? Come on. Come on, mom. Doesn't make sense. And so Brian's narration starts. He says, my mother's a behavior psychologist. And then his dad chimes in. Bernice, if you left him alone, maybe he'd break out of this prolonged latency. <laughs> and Brian continues, and my father is a Freudian psychiatrist. I'm like, ooh, poor oh, kid. God, I know. No wonder Brian's such a mess. Exactly. It's like a fucking nightmare growing up in that house. I couldn't <laughs> yeah. deal with that. So his mom then goes, our child is not in latency. And then his dad says, keep living in denial, Bernice. Oh, my God. And I'm like, are they in separate rooms? Why are they yelling their arguments right. for everyone to hear? Because you know people hear this outside the house. They're yeah. that clear. <laughs> I don't understand. Why would they do that? I know. I already hate them. I know. I'm <laughs> glad we never actually meet them. It's great. Yeah. 
we see Brian looking through his camera out the window as he continues again. So, which basically means that they are fundamentally dis- disagree on like everything. And mm-hmm. then his dad chimes in, Bri, everything all right? And his mom says, feel free not to respond. Oh my God. My Lord. Oh. Someone get them some family therapy. Yeah. Like, but you know what? And it, something tells me that even if they did have family, it wouldn't take because doctors are notorious for being bad patients. You know, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be able to look at themselves um, objectively at all. Right. Now we see what Brian is looking at. He's watching the chase house across the street and sees Angela walking around downstairs, presumably in the early morning since it's, she's in her bathroom. Mm-hmm. He goes on. At Angela's house, they probably probably like laugh and eat unbalanced meals and talk about things that don't have a deep symbolic meaning. They're probably like this normal family. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess you could say that, especially when it's compared to yours, Brian. Yeah. Nobody's family is normal, though. But his idea of normal. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's they're definitely more normal. So then we cut to Danielle screaming, oh, child abuse. As Patty could, tries to untangle her hair, I'm like, oh, Danielle, we love you. We yeah, love she's you. the best. I know. They are in the basement doing this for some reason. Now, remember, they don't have a basement. So where the fuck are they? <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't have a basement. Hmm. It seems Graham is looking for something and Patty just sends Danielle upstairs because she just can't do braids in a basement. And it seems that Graham is planning to wallpaper their bedroom. And he's just looking for the wallpaper. So Patty's helping. She's pulling stuff down from shelves. And they're all cluttered with a ton of Barbie dolls. Which I'm guessing, if anything, they're probably Angela's and not Danielle's. Oh, yeah. For you would sure. think they might be Danielle's, but no, they're Angela's. You know they're yeah. Angela's. Mm-hmm. She has a ton of them, too, man. They're a lot. They just like kind of like fall all, oh, fall down. like. Yeah. I, I had friends like that, definitely. In the 80s and 90s, I had a couple Barbies, but man, I had friends that would have boxes of them. What do you do with all those Barbies? I know. But the thing is, Mattel would sell them like they had their separate outfits, which was fine. But then they would come out special edition Barbies and you'd have to get those if you wanted that outfit. Mm-hmm. So you have all these different Barbies. It's like, you know, that's yeah. a waste of money. Why did they sell those special edition clothes? Right. Know, if you really wanted the outfit. Yeah, I don't get it, but. Oh, I do get it. It's all about money. Money, exactly. Capitalism. Exactly. So Patty seems doubtful as she pulls down the box filled with rolls of wallpaper. She says it sat there during the entire Bush administration, which at this time is Bill Clinton's in office. Mm -hmm. Graham says he figures he'd do it since he's not working at the moment. And I'm like, get a job, Graham. Right. (laughs) Get a freaking job. Oh, Graham. Of course, Patty doesn't seem confident that he knows how to wallpaper correctly, but he doesn't seem worried. Dude, Patty, in this episode and the following one, I just want to throw her off a cliff. <laughs> She's I know. just so condescending constantly. Especially towards Graham. Like, yeah. she doesn't even realize she's doing it. You're like, you kind of see what she's trying to say, but at the same time, you're like, you could feel the condescension like mm-hmm. coming off of her. It's ugh. And she just had this like, smile on her face like mm, can you do this and i was just like have some faith in your husband patty jesus it's just freaking wallpaper right that god. too <laughs> not like he's building the house god so now at school we see a sign for the world happiness dance 
which features the globe and a big smile on it. And I'm like, who the hell thought of this concept? <laughs> lame. So lame. lame. Ugh. Brian is taking pictures and he says, I became yearbook photographer because I liked the idea that I could sort of watch life without having to be a part of it. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm. I understand the appeal, but it's really sad. Like, get out there and get some life, Krakow. Like, don't well, don't just stand on sidelines. I know the feeling. Trust me. Yeah, but he's probably terrified of life thanks to his crazy ass parents. That's true. That's you know, true. they're who knows what they're filling his head with. So now he just wants to kind of you see this is it dichotomy? Is that the right word? Where he wants to be part of everything. He wants to be like hang out with Ricky and Angela and Rayanne, but then he also just wants to like sink into the wall and just observe through his camera. Do everything by the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he zooms in on Sharon talking to a cute, curly-haired brunette and says, but when you're your, your book photographer, you're like never in the picture, which is mm-hmm. true. It's totally true. But, you know, and that's how I spent most of my like 20s and 30s. I was always taking the pictures from my group of friends and mm-hmm. I never was in them, but I didn't like mm. protest it either. I should have yeah. because I would get mad because I would see Facebook posts and stuff. And I'm like, I'm never in any of these pictures. And I took that picture. Like I was there, Yeah, <laughs> but no one knows I was there. There's pictures of me, but it's like they're few and far between, you know? It's sad. Sharon and the girl see him and they smile. They walk over to him. He instantly gets defensive and says, I'm I'm your book photographer. This is my job. (laughs) Awkward. Sharon introduces Delia, the new girl, played by Cinta Moses McCann, who I found out played Tracy in Home Alone, which I think was one of Kevin's cousins. Okay. Yeah. And she was also in a show called Opposite Sex on Fox in 2000, um, which had Milo Ventimiglia from This Is Us and Heroes, Mm -hmm. the dad Mm -hmm. from This Is Us, and Chris Evans before, obviously before Marvel and before Not Another Teen Movie even came out. So it was a good little show. I liked it. They canceled it because they didn't get enough ratings, but it was was good. I liked it. It was about like three boys Mm -hmm. that um, they were integrating an all girls school and they are the first three boys that started there. So, and all the girls were just like, Arr. yeah, they're all up on top of them. And the guys are like, hey, we got a lot of girls we can choose from. That kind of oh, thing. And yeah. It, it was funny. Delia seems like a really nice person, like instantly. She's all smiles. <laughs> she says, it's nice meeting him. And he just stands there all derpy and is like, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, she doesn't take offense to it. She, you know, she says, maybe they'll, I'll see you around sometime before she, you know, heads off saying bye. Sharon basically rolls her eyes and sarcastically tells Brian how he's so suave <laughs> because it's obvious that Delia seems to like him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, that was like a one sentence interaction. Keep it in your pants. Right. She just wants, she wants to be matchmaker for the dance. <laughs> I know. But if Delia likes him, like you barely talk to him. Like you said right. something. He said, yeah, that was it. Like, I don't know. Sharon instantly wants Brian to ask Delia to the dance. Again, he barely knows this chick. Chill out, Sharon. (laughs) Brian is like, this world happiness thing? And Sharon is insulted. It's not a thing. It's a dance, which I'm trying to make into a great dance, which is like almost impossible since apparently the idea of school spirit is like out the window. (laughs) Her cadence is so obnoxious sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Like you just shut up. Shut up. God, Sharon, talk like a normal human. I know. Like, get the stick out of your ass. <laughs> then she tells Brian that Delia is working at Big Guy Burger tonight from 3.30 till 8. I'm like, wait, 
what time did they get out of school? That seems really early to start work on a weekday for like a high school yeah. student. Yeah, huh? I could see so, maybe four, but 3.30? Mm-hmm. Like I get out at like 3.15. Yeah. That's when we remember. got out. I can't remember, but it was sometime around then. Yeah, yeah. that seems strange. Yeah, they're only sophomores, so it's not like they get off early from school, you know, because, you know, junior and senior year sometimes if you have enough classes done and you can get special work permits to get out to go, to yeah. your, you know. I don't know how it works in other countries, but that's how it works here in the U.S., mm-hmm. at least in most public schools. Brian wants to know if Delia actually said something about liking him, and Sharon says, let's just say it was very clearly implied <laughs> before walking off. So that's a no. Right. <laughs> It's a no. That's, yeah. No confirmation there. Yeah. (laughs) We go to one of the science classrooms as Rayanne and Ricky find Angela, who is putting up the classroom stools onto the lab tables. And like, is she being punished? Is this like detention or is she just being helpful? That's not explained. Like, why is she in there alone doing this? I don't get it. Yeah. Rayanne wants to know who thought up world happiness for the dance. And Angela says it has to be Sharon. And Ricky's like, yeah, sounds like Sharon. And uh, I noted that Angela's wearing these overalls, just blue jean overalls, and a cute, like, gray, blue, and black striped sweater underneath. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I was like, I would wear that. I mean, as a boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, it, it was adorable. Was kind of, yeah, it was really cute. It was one of the cuter outfits she's had on. She asked Rayanne and Ricky if they're going, and Rayanne seems offended almost. She's totally anti-establishment, it seems. Mm-hmm. Angela thinks it might be fun. And Angela know Rayanne knows that Angela wants Jordan Catalano to ask her to the dance and doesn't want Angela to get her hopes up. And Ricky chimes in, well, maybe she just wants to like dance. Yeah. To which Angela's like, exactly. But then immediately look at Rayanne to confirm that there's no chance for Jordan to ask her out. Mm-hmm. So Rayanne says that, you know, Jordan Catalano doesn't do school dances as policy. <laughs> And Angel's disappointed, but she's like, you know, I figured as much. Yeah. Rayanne says if Angela really wants to go to the dance and adds in, which of course you don't. Maybe she does, Rayanne. Like, why are you so, up? you know, get over it. Right. Some people want to go to the dance. She could let Brian Krakow ask her. And I'm like, what? Like, what What kind of shit are you starting here, Rayanne? Like, why <laughs> are you doing shit. that? All the shit. All the shit. She says she can put him on hold in case Jordan doesn't ask at all, which we all know he won't. <laughs> Come on. Right. He's he won't not... do that. Can you imagine Jordan Catalano at a school dance, like dancing? Or being excited about the school dance, like right. actually, you know? Or excited about anything, really. Just having any kind of emotion <laughs> other than stoic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Ugh. As they're talking, Ricky notices this cute boy with glasses step into the doorway. He's got shoes with multicolored paint all over, a beret, and a striped scarf. And I remember thinking Ricky had good taste because this guy was really cute as fuck back in the day. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, he's cute. You know, he's just adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, he and Ricky kind of lock eyes as he comes in and asks if the teacher, Miss uh, Shavatal, I think that's her, Shavatal. That's how you say her name, Shavatal. I wrote Shavatal. it down. It's hard to say. When the Shavatal, re- yeah. It's spelled like Shavatal, but it's spelled with a C-H. So I would think Shavatal. Maybe yeah. it is Shavatal. But they're Shavata. just saying Shavata. I don't know. Shavata. What? A, like, just make it Smith. <laughs> like, who are the writers? <laughs> we don't need these really like realistic names all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Chase, good last name. Grab, yeah. great last name. Vasquez, not too bad. You know? Yeah. Crackow. 
<laughs> I mean, it's not hard to understand, but still, you know. Yeah. Why are you doing this to us? Rayanne, being her usual dramatic self, looks around the room and says, do you see Miss Chavaddle? She's such a bitch. She's such a bitch. (laughs) She's also sober, so. (laughs) Exactly. She's irritable, I guess. Uh, Yeah. He nods and looks at Ricky and like, hey, you have a cool vest. And Mm. Ricky's shocked to be noticed, it seems. First time, really, you know? Uh, Yeah. Oh, Ricky. If there's ever been a TV show or a character in a TV show that deserved more love, in my opinion, it's him. You know, I agree. The kid leaves. I know. You just want to poor Ricky. So yeah, this kid leaves, and it's just awkward silence amongst the three of them. Okay, so back in Brian's bedroom, he's lying on his bed thinking. What's always amazed me is fishermen. How they wait there forever when and when something finally tugs on their line, they like don't panic. The strange thing is, even though I've established verbal communication with Delia Fisher, I still think about Angela constantly. Why am I like this? I truly sicken myself. I just have to stop being her little puppet. I vow to never again show up at Angela's door with some lame excuse. (laughs) Cut to Brian is at the (laughs) Chase's front door (laughs) talking to Graham. Who's holding an empty paint roller and various wallpapering supplies. And he says he needs to get back an atlas he lent Angela in March. I'm like, damn, Brian. You even know how much you need to not be this way, but you are just a glutton for misery, it seems. Mm -hmm. Of course, Angela isn't home. And Graham starts to drop his supplies and asks for Brian's help. Next thing we know, Brian is upstairs in Graham and Patty's bedroom helping Graham wallpaper. Which is nice of him, you know. Yeah, he's kind of like the son Graham never had. Exactly. <laughs> sad, sad neighbor kid getting no. like Krakow's getting his like real dad time, and yeah. Graham's getting his son time. <laughs> Fantasy family. That's what yeah. we're gonna say. Fantasy family. He tells Graham that the flower pattern isn't lining up, and he has wallpaper in his room that's just slightly off. He says he stares at it constantly, and it's destroying him. <laughs> Damn. It's harsh. I know. I totally get it, though. I mean, I have like some painted walls that I did, and every so often I'll see a little bit of paint that I got on the crown molding, and it just hurts me inside. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why didn't I get that? Oh, Ugh. yeah. I, I definitely have some OCD tendencies. So if something isn't symmetrical or lining up correctly, it would also drive me insane. So. I know. Every time you look, you're like, oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> he asked Graham if he's retired. Which, of course, offends Graham. Mm-hmm. He's like, what, 40 in this show? I know. Are, are you, you retired? retired? Like, why are you home all the time? Uh, what? <laughs> I wish Rude. I could retire at 40. That'd be awesome. Oh my God. That'd be only... amazing. But Graham just says he's planning what to do next. He's not wanting to jump anything blindly. Mm-hmm. He says it's like wallpaper. There are hundreds of patterns out there, and he will have to live with his decision for a long time, which is all too true. Mm-hmm. I get that. I'm still trying to figure out what I can do. I mean, I, I would love to go to Hollywood and become a great actor. You know, mm-hmm. I would love to write a book and have all that time to write that book and not be all the time about, oh, I got to pay this bill. I got to pay this bill. You know, yeah. I have to take care of my mom. I have to do that. You know, it's hard. Life. Life gets in the way, you know? Yeah. So if you're going to make that decision, you want it to be a good decision to where you're doing something you'd like to do, you know? Yeah, exactly. That was the whole point of Patty firing him. Like he's... Very few people get the opportunity to be like, okay, take some time, figure out what you really want to do. 
Yeah. Oh, he's lucky. It's been like three episodes, so which is mm-hmm. like three weeks. Yeah. So Brian decides to ask for advice about, quote, wallpaper patterns. <laughs> but, you know, deciding between two different ones. No one can see through this metaphor at all. Mm-mm. He says that there's one that he really likes and the other one he's not sure of if it's for him. He said the great wallpaper is totally out of his price range. So do you take the other wallpaper even though you don't desire it as much? Or do you wait until the other wallpaper is cheaper? What does that mean? I know. I'm like, <laughs> this is not a good metaphor, Brian. Wait until Catalano destroys her and then <laughs> she'll be ripe for the picking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Graham looks at him knowingly and just says it would depend on how badly you need wallpaper. (laughs) Graham. (laughs) Brian says pretty badly. Mm. And Graham says, well, I guess that says it. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. that's true. That's true, though. If you really want to go out with just anybody, then, yeah, go out with this other person. Yeah. You know. Or if you're not that hard up, then wait, I guess. Now we are at Big Boy Burger with Brian as he stands in line watching Delia take orders. In his jaded observations, he thinks Delia is so smiley at everyone. She must be from a friendly small town where everyone smiles for no reason. He hates that type of town. I kind of do too, though. Yeah. Delia seems, um, excuse me, Delia sees him and is surprised. She awkwardly asks for his order. And then she's like, she says this slogan and it's, welcome to Big Guy Burger where every guy's a big guy. It does not sit well with me. No. But I mean, if you eat fast food all the time, it's going to ring true. <laughs> You're going to be a I big know. guy. But it's just so awkward. Yeah, <laughs> awkward. Every guy's a big guy. Like, ew. What about the girls? What, if, what about right. the girls? What if I go order a burger, Delia? Maybe they change it. Where every guy's a big girl? <laughs> Where every, every girl's girl a big can guy? have a big guy. I don't yeah. know. Oh, that I makes know. sense, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, yeah. So Brian tries to start up a conversation, saying that he just happened to be in the neighborhood, but Delia is all business, ready to take mm-hmm. his order. So he orders a hunk burger. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I need one of those too. Va, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Give me two. <laughs> and then he says it's to go. Next, we see he's walking out with his meal in a bag and says, there's something about my life. It's just automatically true that nothing actually happens. He throws the food away and starts to get his bike from the bike rack when Delia walks up saying, so I guess you weren't hungry after all. (laughs) And he says he was told not to eat red meat by his doctors. (laughs) Jesus. I know. What a waste of food, Brian. Give it to a homeless person. I know, right? But I mean, the red meat thing is kind of true, though. I will say that it's not the best thing for you. You can have it every so often. It's not so bad. Yeah, And you just like you just paid for a nice meal. Someone will enjoy that meal, Brian. It's very wasteful. Do better, Brian. You that cow died for that burger, and now it's died in vain. Moo, moo. Make sure someone eats me who deserves it. Moo. <laughs> the cow, the ghost of that cow is gonna haunt him forever. <laughs> Instead of boo, it's moo. Yeah, yeah, moo. <laughs> <laughs> she says she's sorry for how she acted inside. That her manager is strict, basically, and watches them. And she says that he's she's glad he came. And then we hear a siren in the distance at this moment. And Brian's narration says it's an annoying car alarm going off. As Delia offers him a sip of her drink, he grabs it and touches her hand in the process before 
saying that the car alarm was suddenly the best sound he's ever heard. Aww. That's called hormones, Brian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you can get, you know, hormones confused with actual feelings when you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. We've all made that mistake and it's okay. You just have to live and learn. Okay. When he hands the drink back, he touches her hand again and it lingers for a second before he says he should go. She smiles and it's so sweet, you know, and she goes back inside. And he just stands there smiling like a lovesick idiot and says, maybe this is what people mean when they talk about, you know, life. You got a life a little bit right there. After a commercial break, we are in the school hall as Sharon gets her purse out of her locker and asks her dumbass boyfriend, Kyle, if he's (laughs) ever going to ask her to the dance. He says, I was going to eventually. I'm like, what the fuck, douchebag? He's such a tool. I hate him. Such a fucking tool. And she says, oh, so you just haven't gotten around to it. And he's like, exactly. And she says, I am under a lot of pressure with the dance committee, student council, yearbook, and band. I don't have time to worry about being asked to the dance that I helped organize. And he's like, fine. Would you like to go to the dance with me? I'm like, I want to punch him so bad. Mm -hmm. She's like, yes. And if you screw this up, I will really hate you, like, forever. Forever. <laughs> Her, I don't know. The way, the way she says threats, it's like, it's not I that know. big of a deal. <laughs> just, just every sentence that comes out of her, it's, it's always that, like, eh, 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 and it was like, shush. Mm. It's always punctuated. Okay. Like, forever. Like She's very every, articulate. Yeah. Everything she says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she really, like, her mouth really over articulates yeah. too yeah like she had a lot of like acting classes right <laughs> like yeah. had her do those exercises where you really move your mouth yeah make sure you don't yeah don't slur the words elsewhere brian is at his locker and notices delia talking to some girl he starts to psych himself up because he just has to ask delia fisher to the dance he does a countdown to ask her in one two three then the bell rings <laughs> everyone starts rushing to class he says to himself speak as delia lags behind for him but he doesn't move so she awkwardly waves and heads to class i'm like brian Krakow, you are screwing this up already so like why do you have to ask her one thing you know right you should want to ask her mm-hmm. but we all know he wants to ask angela yeah. he wants angela you know why do we want people when we know they don't want us and then the people that we are that should be for us, we're not attracted to them. Like, why? Why is that? Cruel, I think I'm projecting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to get Brian's parents in here to analyze your oh, feelings? God, no. <laughs> get them the hell away from me. <laughs> well, it's funny, too. He's like, oh, life never happens to me. But, bro, you got to take some some steps to make it happen for you. If you just stand there staring like an idiot, of course, life is going to pass you by. Exactly. Exactly. So Brian walks down the hall and around a corner and encounters Ricky sitting on a bench. He says hi and asks if Ricky's going to the dance. And Ricky says doubtful and asks Brian the same. Brian says he's at this point, he'd have to say no. And then he just walks off. Fucking awkward. I don't know. It's a weird conversation. Mm -hmm. It was like they needed to transition from one scene to the other somehow. Right. Rayanne comes out of the room. That Ricky is sitting in front of and says, guidance is so weird. And they start to walk together. 
she tells Ricky that the guidance counselor asked her if she was going to the school dance, which she thinks is a stupid question because why would she? She says she ended up crying as a reaction. And then she kind of masks it and said it was hysterical. Yeah. I'm like, damn, Rayanne, you need some deeper therapy than a school guidance counselor. That's for sure. Yeah. You got you to gotta learn how to feel those feelings, Rayanne. And you know what? My school guidance counselor did not offer therapy. No. It was mainly about college transcripts and stuff like that. That was it. Yeah. They they're not offer- even trained psychologists normally, right? They're just right. like teachers. <laughs> Like the only time that I saw a guidance counselor was in elementary school and I was having some anger issues when kids were like making fun of my mom, just like saying your mama jokes and that Mm -hmm. really upset me. And so she was like, she told me like, take a breath, count to 10, you know, I was like nine years old, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I had to like learn to chill out because like it does, you know, it's not true. Everybody knows it's not true. They're just trying to get to you, you know? Yeah. And so I just had, that was kind of the, the quote therapy that I got, which was good advice. You know, it was just basic advice, you know? Yeah. So that was the closest I've gotten to a guidance counselor giving me therapy. Yeah. I mean, I guess they, they do have some sort of like child development training and stuff. Right. But like to going to a guidance counselor, I'm assuming it's, well, I guess, I mean, is she doing this because of her whole incident or is she just going to the guidance counselor? So they're sending her to the guidance counselor and not actual therapy. Or AA or anything. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's a little weird. They do things weird in Pittsburgh, I guess. I guess so. Ricky wants to know how she's doing and Rayanne tells him it's been 10 days with no drinking or drugs. She says, I'm so clean you could eat off me. Okay. (laughs) I like her little sayings, though. It's cute. Mm -hmm. Ricky looks past her and sees the new boy sitting on a bench reading. He then brings up some girl named Pam Troy. Not the one with the bad perm, but the one with the diamond stud in her nose. You know, you know Pam Troy, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. You know Pam Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Rayanne notices that he's looking at the boy, but continues, oh, you mean the one with the crop tops? And she broke down and cried that time in human sexuality. Uh, I'm like, wait, what classes does this school have? (laughs) We have. No, that was college that I had human sexuality. Exactly. This sounds yeah. like a college course. Yeah. Like, what I mean, maybe offered? it's – did you have that part of health that was kind of like such sex education, like health well, yeah. class? It was like a week of that. We called – no, we didn't do a week. We had uh, – we didn't have health. We had child development. Oh, okay. And so we had to see how the baby was made, mm-hmm. the baby being born, how to take care of a baby, that kind yeah. of stuff, um, which I thought was – that was good. I mean, for Mississippi, especially if you think about it, but yeah. we have horrible education down here, but um, yeah, it was good, you know, and uh, they didn't really talk about condoms though. They didn't talk about any of that. Oh, they no, just talked about how not. a baby was made, not how to prevent it. No. And now they don't talk about any of it because God forbid we teach our teenagers what happens when you have sex. I know. Now they're like, hey, parents, you need to teach them this. And they're like, no, we can't. And I get the argument like, Parents, you know, should have say what their kids learn in a way. But at the same time, like, yeah, but you're not teaching them. You're no. not, Mm-mm. you know, and you're not telling, not all of them are doing that. Not everybody has that, those type of mindful parents are like, we need to have the talk, you know, right. and it's sad, but that's the truth. So we can't count on that. And we don't need the population going around doing what the hell they want all the damn time. And yeah. then 
and getting mad when there's consequences. And then everybody else gets mad and there's consequences. And, you know, if you don't want abortion to happen more often, teach your kids not to have sex or, right. or, or how to have protective. safe sex. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> there's, there's ways to stop this. There's it's ways. That's not just supposed to happen like this. You're supposed to teach your kids. And a lot of parents aren't. No. They just, the Bible says don't have sex till you're married. That's it. We're yeah, done. Do as I say, not as I do. That's right. That's not how we learn, guys. That's not how it happens. <sighs> okay. Sorry. Sorry for preaching. <laughs> I'm with you. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> yeah. So Ricky confirms that it was the same girl, Pam Troy, and he says he's thinking about asking Pam Troy to the dance. Rayanne cuts to the chase and says, why don't you just ask him? And he tells her, shut up. And she's like, isn't that really who you want to go with? I'm like, okay, kids, back in the 90s, taking a same-sex date to the dance was not as accepted. Mm-mm. It's a little more common now, a little more. I mean, I'm sure it's still not great, but it's mm-hmm. the more common. And I've also had this conversation with someone when I was in high school, a similar conversation about liking somebody. and and. I'm going to say this, that hetero teen girls seem to not think of the consequences for a gay boy. Right. You know, about that what I would be facing. And they're like, yeah. come on, just go ahead and ask him. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Right. You're, <laughs> You're not going to stick up for me when shit goes down. I know it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And shit will go down because stupid jocks. Exactly. I mean, still now, but probably even more so back then, you know, not as accepting. So. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, we, we had, so. This would have been 95, 96. We had a lesbian couple go to my senior prom. And it was mm-hmm. like the shock of the century for most people. It was like, oh, my gosh, two girls. Oh, my gosh, they're dancing together. And it was just all anyone talked about for the rest of the year. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, people. Like, who Get cares? A Get a life. It does not affect you in any way. No. It was crazy. Yeah. I have to see it. So then don't look. Yeah, exactly. I mean, get over it. It has nothing yeah. to do with you and, and you're letting it affect you. You're letting it affect you. Mm-hmm. They did nothing. Yep. You need to get over it. Just, yeah, I totally exactly. get it. So Ricky admits that he would like to go with him and Rayanne says, leave it to me while sucking on her ring pop. Yeah. Love me some ring pops. I'm glad mm-hmm. they're still around. I love this like whole like oral fixation she's developed since <laughs> quitting drinking. It's like hey, it's always better. something in her mouth. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's kind of like what, you know, in AA, they're constantly smoking cigarettes, you know? Mm-hmm. So Ricky says, if she says anything to the guy, that he will kill her. And she just kind of walks off coyly mm-hmm, with a ring pop in her mouth. So back at the Chase house, Patty sees the progress that Graham is making wallpapering the bedroom. Of course, she nitpicks, you know, like, are the morning glory patterns not lining up? Mm-hmm. Restating what Brian had said earlier, that if they're off, that's all you're going to notice. Shut up, Patty. Damn negative Nancy. Put a picture over that part. Hang something on the wall there. Yeah. (laughs) Just hide it. Now, of course, she notices a bubble in the paper. She says, is that a bubble? And he's like, Patty, I've tried everything I can to get rid of that bubble. It is there forever. It is part of our lives. It will outlive us all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm so here for these passive aggressive comebacks. He kind of deserves it. I know. I love how he deals with her sometimes where, you know, he probably just wants to like shake her, but he's just like (laughs) sarcastically puts her in her place. (laughs) (laughs) She says she was at the local university dropping off some brochures they the shop had printed and picked him up a continuing education bulletin. And that's where he notices all these cooking classes circled. 
but he protests saying that he wanted to go to a culinary institute, but they can't afford it. And she's like, exactly. This is what we can afford. So why don't you just think about it? And he's like, okay, fine. I'll think about it. At the end of the school day, Angela is walking out of, of the building and sees Jordan leaning against his car, leaning again. Always leaning. I mean, what is he conserving his energy for? Not thinking. Uh, not thinking. That's for damn sure. She, You know what? He probably consciously thinks his thoughts too, but it's like one foot in front of the other, one mm-hmm. foot in front of the other. You're walking, Jordan. You're walking. You know. <laughs> Where are my cigarettes? I'm tired. I got to lean up against this car. <laughs> wow. This car is very leanable. Yeah. <laughs> it braces me well. She walks up to him and they say, hey. And then she brings up a random thing about school that they're, did you hear they're getting rid of fourth period lunch? And it's like, it's all anybody can talk about. I'm like, Angela, you need better conversation starters. I know. It's just so obvious. She says people are obsessing over it. That people fill their minds with stupid things to keep from thinking about what's really important, which is true. You know? Yeah. Of course. I I think about most times I need a distraction just from the heavy stuff in the world, like like this podcast, for instance, I just need to mm-hmm. do something and not yeah. think about the crap going down. Amen. Ugh. Amen to that. She then brings up the world happiness dance and says it's stupid. She goes, what does it even mean? Like, if we dance, the world is going to get happier. And he says, I mean, you might get happier. I know. <laughs> I get happier dancing. Serotonin, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, there's a dance. <laughs> And she points out, yeah, there's like 500 posters up all over school. I'm like, what the fuck, Jordan? Open your eyes. But he also can't read. Exactly. (laughs) He can't read anything. World happy. (laughs) Oh, I feel bad. I don't mean to make fun of dyslexic, but I'm making fun of Jordan Catalano, not dyslexia in general. Yeah, it's okay to make fun of Jordan. He's (laughs) such an ass. He doesn't try to help himself. And she's like, oh, right. <laughs> I don't think it's more about him not being able to read it. I think it's more about him just being completely oblivious to the world oh, yeah. other than himself. Oh, yeah, totally. So Angela starts fishing. She says she doubts she's going and he's obviously not going. Right. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Mm-hmm. And he says he has a philosophy. And she's like, you have a philosophy? And he That's says, kind of shocking that he has enough thoughts to form a philosophy. <laughs> like, really? You you know what philosophy means? <laughs> that too. <laughs> he says, if I go somewhere and someone I know is there, then cool. There's something natural about it. But once you start making plans and you have like obligations, and that basically blows. So my feeling is whatever happens, happens. And she goes, mm. well, I, I have to say I respect that. But mm. you, I'm like, yeah, you know, you're totally disappointed, though. You're still disappointed, and you know it. Don't yeah. lie. He suddenly gets into his car and starts it up with the radio already blasting at 11. Mm-hmm. He just gets in his car. Didn't even say bye. Just gets in his car. And she's like, uh, yeah, so I forgot my geometry book in my locker. And he looks at her like, I don't give a fuck. And he's like, get out of <laughs> here. I'm he obviously leaving. <laughs> Poor Angela. Oh, my God. She needs I to get away sh- from him. I want to shake her. It's like, honey, wait, what is what is the attraction here? Just because he's good looking, there's literally nothing else about him that's worthy of any of her time. He does not give a shit about her at no, all. It's no. It's very obvious. 
So in the school, Brian sees Delia looking through a microscope in the science lab. She says hi and says she's been looking for him all day. And he says he's been busy carrying a triple minor. And I'm like, what public high school has majors and minors? None. None. Are we basing this in Europe now? Like, what's going on? I mean, none that I'm aware of. I feel like there's probably those specialty high schools, right? You know, those like magnet schools or or whatever, performing arts high schools. But this is not that. This is just a normal high school. He must be uh, taking college courses. It's the only thing I can think of. But that's still not. Yeah. You don't choose like (laughs) a major or minor in high school. I don't get it. It's so weird. She says she's trying to catch up with the class since she transferred and implies she needs his help. He walks over and looks into the microscope and says it's just paramecia. And she says, can I look before putting her hand on his again? I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh, those hormones mm-hmm. are bubbling. Here they come. Mm-hmm. And his narration is hilarious. He says, finally, an erection from actual physical contact. <laughs> oh, bye <Bri-bri. laughs> Oh. Yeah. So he's feeling Delia deal- in this moment. Mm-hmm. And when, who should happen to walk by? Angela, of course. Mm-hmm. They make eye contact, and you can see Brian's internal conflict is back as we fade out to another commercial break. Mm-hmm. We come back, and Brian is helping Graham again. He starts talking about his wallpaper metaphor, and Graham just finally says, we aren't talking about wallpaper, are we? <laughs> just then, Patty enters and is thankful that Brian is there to help Graham. I'm like, woman, you need to put more faith in your husband. Damn. Right? She trusts a high school boy over her husband to put wallpaper up like patty come on i, mm. I mean she is you can see she is so relieved that brian yeah. Krakow's there Ugh, sad <sighs> so she brings up the continuing ed bulletin again but he says he hasn't looked at it yet she urges him to look at it by saying you know tomorrow's the last day of registration so he says well that's okay i'll just do it next time then and, you know, she says there's some really important chefs running the classes. I'm like, Pat, let it go. Read the room. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to do it. You mm-hmm. know? He asks, okay, well, what chefs? And she's like, uh, Stefan Dieter from that show, Stefan's Kitchen, mm-hmm. which sounds like a local show to me. Like, yeah. I mean, he's not that important of a chef, is he? He wouldn't be teaching at a local university if he was that important. Did they have Food Network in the 90s? No. They did have right. cooking shows. Yeah, but they were like like syndicated, I guess, or like public access type cooking shows and stuff. Well, because there was like Julia Child, right? Right, she was around that kind of stuff. So there were a few others, but it was mainly like those types. Yeah, yeah, or PBS, the the Cajun Chef. Yeah, yeah, remember that guy? I guarantee. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot all about that. That's great. (laughs) Graham says, you know, she's like, you know, Stephen Dieter, and he's like, that guy died. She's like, he did not die. (laughs) He's teaching a class at the local college. (laughs) (laughs) She says he needs to make a plan. And he's like, well, you know what? I'd rather let whatever happens happen. Good old my so-called life giving us that tie-in between the kids and the gulps. (laughs) Yep. I wish he would have said, I have a philosophy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we love it. We love to see Mm -hmm. it. The next day, Delia sees Brian and asks, asks him if he thought about the dance. And he's like, I'm not much. 
And she not too subtly implies that, you know, if I'm going to go, then I'm going to have to like switch shifts of someone at work very soon. So I would like to need to know like now. Right this second, please. She's backing him into a corner, basically. Yeah. On the other side of campus, Ricky sees the new boy sitting at the top of the steps while he and Angela are at the bottom. Angela notices him looking and she says, you know what? Rayanne's right. And he's like, what? She was about Corey in the dance. I'm like, why is this the first time we've heard this kid's name? We're halfway through this episode. <laughs> what is up with the show? Like right. giving us names way later. You know, I don't get it. Yeah, they do it a lot. <laughs> do it earlier. Come on. He's upset that Rayanne told Angela because she just couldn't understand how he feels. And she's like, oh, you're right, Ricky. I couldn't possibly understand having obsession for a person I have zero hope of ever becoming involved with. <laughs> True story. <laughs> mm-hmm. She knows better than Rayanne for sure. Yeah, I think it's funny that, I mean, I know Ricky and Rayanne have been friends for much longer, but Rayanne doesn't have any sort of outward emotions or sympathy. So it's funny that Ricky trusts his like feelings with Rayanne more than Angela, who was just all feelings and emotions. You know? Exactly. Like she's <laughs> definitely going to know. She's thought about it already. Right. <laughs> probably, you know. So then she kind of laughed and she goes, we're hopeless, which Aww. is true. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, she got it. Back to Brian and Delia. He's been talking nonstop. Nonstop? What the hell is that? Stomp? <laughs> nonstop. He's rambling, really. When Delia finally just asks if, you know, are you asking me to the dance? And he just says, yeah. Such a romantic, this one. Mm-hmm. She's she must ecstatic. feel so happy. Oh, my gosh. He, he asked me to the dance after being cornered and pressured into it. <laughs> I know. And she's like, oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, my God. Like, oh, Delia. Come on. Mm, sweet little Delia. There, girl. Meanwhile, Ricky and Angela decide they will just go to the dance together. Hey, why don't we just go with each other's dates, you know, which is not a bad yeah. idea. No, they'd have And fun. they feel relieved that it's settled. And then Corey walks up and confirms, hey, Ricky, so I'll see you Saturday night at the dance, right? And Ricky's like, what? And Corey says that Rayanne planned for the three of them to hang out at the dance together. And then I, I'm going to... Uh, Close up now, I can see Corey's glasses are totally fake. There are no <laughs> lenses in them at all. Really? None. There are oh, no how lenses. funny. And I mean, okay, leave it to me. I will always notice when somebody's glasses are fake. Yeah. Always. I don't care. And it pulls me right out of the story, like mm-hmm. right away. So do better, Hollywood. Do better. Or is he just one of those cool kids that wears glasses just for the look? And so he, they they don't have lenses in them. It's possible because he is wearing a beret. I mean, yeah. And there's Ooh. paint on his shoes. <laughs> exactly. In a scarf when it's not even that cold. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it is cold because it is, what, November at this point, I guess? Yeah, because we already had Halloween, yeah. right? So, yeah, it should be getting pretty chilly there. But still, he's not wearing that scarf for warmth. Nah. No. It's all fashion. It's all fashion, baby. Fashion. Ricky plays it cool and says that Corey got that right. And Angela says, well, I'll just go with the three of you then. But then Ricky's like, well, what if it looks like it's a boy-girl double date? And Angela definitely feels pushed out. Yeah. He's like, That's you know, kind of a dick move. Yeah. And I hate these situations, which is another reason why I'm glad I'm not in high school anymore. Because it's very awkward because this kind of crap happens. Mm-hmm. Ricky then thinks maybe it's too obvious, you know. Of a setup for him and Corey, maybe maybe Angela should come with them. And then Angela's like, "No, you were right the first time." This is so fucking frustrating because I get Ricky's dilemma. It was really hard being an out queer kid in the '90s. Yeah, 
you know, cause it's mostly cisgendered straight high school, you know, school kids. And they just, they have no idea. These queer kids today have no idea of the struggle <laughs> that yeah. we went through, you know, and I, I didn't know who went through the struggle in the eighties or the seventies or the sixties before, you know, we just don't know. Right. So just try to try to learn to appreciate what you got. It's hard to do. I know. Especially as a, as a teenage kid. Right. Because you think about yourself constantly as a teenager, right? Oh, you're so self-conscious. So, yeah. So it's like she's not seeing the dilemma that Ricky is facing. But like she kind of did the right thing. It was just like, no, you're right. I won't go. But it did kind of suck when they just decided. (laughs) Yeah. But what she does next is kind of like, oh, (sighs) damn it, Angela. She should know better. Anyway. Like there's no other options for her. Come on. I know. I know. So basically, he leaves to look for Ryan, and Angela walks over to Brian and Delia, and she's like, I need to talk to you. It's like an emergency. And so Delia's like, she leaves, but we're still on for Saturday, right? And she leaves. And Angela's like, she confirms that Brian asked Delia to the dance and says that it's great, you know? And he says he wanted to go and just thought, "Uh, I'll just ask Delia. And she was pretty much blown away. Oh, God. Which okay. is true, basically, <laughs> but it's not like he's a stud or something. Like, come no. on, dude, really. Angela seems happy for him, but doesn't really care. She basically just wants to tag along with him and Delia to the dance since they're neighbors and it would be convenient just to ride along, which makes yeah. sense. She made it pretty clear that she just wanted a ride to the dance. It's right. still dicky, but it wasn't like, hey, we should go together, you know? Right, exactly. Because, but the thing is, Brian's like tuning her out, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's obvious his wishful thinking has turned this into something where Angela's trying to ask him out in a way. Yeah, which Angela is not doing at all. In fact, she should have just left Brian alone, like we said, and just tagged along with maybe Sharon or something. Right. Or but, hey, Dad, drop me off at the school, right? And I'll meet up with friends there. Like. <laughs> It does suck, though, to show up to something like that by it yourself, you know? Does. It just does. I'd rather by myself than with Brian and Delia, though. No, that's true. <laughs> Brian really thinks Angela's asking him to the dance in this roundabout way, even though he confirms with Angela that she can tag along with him and Delia. So he knows, mm-hmm. but he's convincing himself of something else. I'm like, no, no, yeah. no. Take it at face value. This is what she's saying. Mm-hmm. <sighs> These people. In school, Ricky walks up to Rianne, who has some guy leaning over her at the lockers, obviously flirting. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see that the drinking the drugs had nothing to do with her sexuality. It's all right? her. <laughs> right. Ricky asks the guy to leave and starts to go off on Rianne about the dance. And she shrugs it off, and Ricky notices that Corey has obviously painted Rianne's shoes. He painted your shoes! <laughs> to which Rianne's like, do you want me to ask him to do yours? She's like, he's like, Rianne! Mm. You know, he yells it and everybody kind of turns and looks and it's Ricky is the quiet one, which means this obviously it, it means a lot to him. Yeah. And Rayanne should recognize that. He says he doesn't find this funny. And if Rayanne says anything at the dance to embarrass him, but then she cuts him off and says, oh, I won't be there. He's like, what? She goes, yeah, the counselor doesn't think it's I'm really ready for a big event like that. But Ricky has had it. She goes, I don't care about your stupid drinking problem. This is my life. Going back to that self-centered teenage. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But you know, he has every right. He's always been very selfless. Oh, yeah. I know. Always. You know, he has every right. 
She tries to calm him down and says, don't worry. I will call Corey and explain everything. It'll all be fine. And I'll believe it when I see it, Ray Ray. Mm-hmm. At Brian's, he sits in his room, fiddling with his camera, looking out the window and thinking. And then we see he's gone back to Big Boy Burger to see Delia, who is still all smiles. That's when he drops the bombshell that he, quote, forgot about another commitment he already had and can't go to the dance with her. Her smile mm. drops instantly. His narration says, of all the stupid things I've said, which are like countless, I've never wanted to take something back more than that one. Because you're an asshole, Brian. Yeah, he's a stupid idiot. Angela does not want you. And in the words of Vic Racine, wake up. Mm-hmm. He suggests that they can go out another time, but she's more interested if the other commit was another girl or something. And he just looks guilty. And she says, I don't care about who you ask first. Just, you know, go with whoever you want to go with and just be honest with me. And his motherfucking dickhead self says he would rather go with the other girl. No. So clueless. So clueless. Like, poor little Delia. She's so sweet. She's so heartbroken. I know. Oh, she starts to cry. She was like, you should really leave. Oh, it's heartbreaking to watch. It really is. Dumb fucking Brian. Ugh, I swear. After another commercial break, we see Patty at home in the living room doing some paperwork. And she stops Graham as he comes downstairs and asks him to look at something. She she hands him a paper and he opens up the paper and she he sees that she has enrolled him in the continuing education cooking class without asking him. God, fuck off, Patty. I swear, stop. She says she only did it because it's sometimes hard for him to focus, which she has good intentions. I get it. She does. She has good intentions. Mm-hmm. But damn if it isn't insulting to push him into something he's not sure about yet. You know, like. Right. You know, she's acting exactly like her mother, mm-hmm. who she hates when her mom did shit like this. And she's doing the exact same thing to Graham. And she doesn't understand how condescending she is, but. Mm-mm. So he's pissed. She says he knows he likes to cook and that it's something that he can, you know, he likes to cook. And he's like, no, no, no. It's not that I like to cook. It's something that I can do. Basically, yeah. it's his natural talent, you know? Yeah. And that's when the doorbell rings and Danielle runs by to answer it. I'm like, give her more screen time. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, give her more screen time. She's like, I'll get it. And that's it. That's yeah. all she gets, you know? <laughs> well, then she's got a good line when she opens the door. Oh, yeah. It's Brian Krakow who is dressed up. And that's when both Danielle and Patty see this and go, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like little Danielle's all, hey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Brian enters and says he's just giving Angela a ride to the dance, at which point she comes downstairs in this red velvety dress, and Brian is in Bran? Brian? What the hell? What can I talk? Brian? Brian. <laughs> that's when that's the fanfic where Brian and Ryan get together, Emerged. and that's that's their couple name. Oh Brian. yeah. Oh God. How weird would that be? Oh. <laughs> I you know what though? If the show kept going, it probably would have happened, I'm sure. Oh, I bet. At some point. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, so Brian is in awe and he's like, oh my God. I'm like, keep it in your pants, Bri. Keep mm-hmm. it in your pants. He's like, another erection. <laughs> mm-hmm. Graham enters, still pissed about their conversation, and says, I can focus just fine. Patty ignores this and asks if Brian's father is going to be picking the three of them up after the dance. And this is when Brian drops the bombshell that Delia can't go because uh, her aunt's in the hospital. And Angela looks at her parents, and Graham looks at Patty, obviously knowing what's really happening here. 
Mm-hmm. The flimsy wallpaper metaphor rears its ugly head. Yep. And Patty just kind of goes along with it. She's like, oh, I hope it isn't anything too serious. Mm-hmm. And Angela's annoyed. Later, Patty comes upstairs to the bedroom and Graham has finally finished the wallpapering. Patty is in awe. She says, it looks amazing. And I guess we found another thing that you can do. Finally, have some faith in the man. God. Right. He says, you're welcome. And she looks around more, just, you know, taking it in. And then she sits next to him and says, did you see her face when he told her that other girl wasn't coming? They're going to have such a terrible time. I, know. <laughs> I love it that they're laughing at their daughter's expense. I know. Classic parent chatter, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. She sort of apologizes for being a nag and says that she'll call the registrar and de-enroll him from the class. But he's like, no, don't do that. He says he'll give the class a shot since he's already signed up. He then thanks her for signing him up and pushing him. You know, you got to get out of the house, Graham. Do something, you know? Yeah. I mean, it'll be, it. in theory, it'll be good for him. But she went about it the wrong way. She really did. But her heart was in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. Hard cut to the dance. Like, hard cut. Boom. Mm -hmm. Loud music. The song is called Dawn Can't Decide. The only reason why I know that is because it was on the My So-Called Life soundtrack, which I still have um, on CD. Mm-hmm. Kids are dancing already, having a great time. The, it's the school gym. There are lights and balloon arches. It's already tons nicer than any dance I had in the school gym. Uh, Sharon did a decent job organizing it, I guess. Yeah, she We pan over to Ricky, who is tell, who's talking to Corey, sitting on the, the bleachers, and telling him some story about a teacher getting chased by a mouse and tripping, which is why she's wearing a neck brace. And they laugh. And Corey I, tells Ricky, you're really funny. I like that the teacher's name, too, in Ricky's story. It's, it's another good one. It's like Schindelheim. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Miss Schindelheim. Miss Schindelheim. Like, <laughs> we never hear that name ever again. Nope. <laughs> but, I mean, man, what? <laughs> but you know what, though? I've been to Pennsylvania, and these people's names are like this. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It's, it's crazy. They're not very basic names. They're very, Mm-mm. you know... Well, it's very, like, Pennsylvania is very, like, German, Dutch, and, uh, like, Polish, too, right? So you're going to have a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Well, those. my mom's from Scranton, and they have, they're still kind of, in a way, they're still kind of segregated into sections of, like, Italian people live in this area of town. The Irish people oh, wow. live in this area of town. Uh, Jewish people live in this area. Uh, Latino, Hispanic people live in this area. You know, it's really, no one really crosses. It's really Weird. strange. They still kept separate. Oh, that's crazy. I know. It's very interesting. But anyway, so yeah. So Corey's like, yeah, you're really funny. And then to Ricky's surprise, Corey's like, "Where? where's Rayanne? You know, and Ricky's like, what? She didn't call you? And he's like, no. And so he's like, Rayanne's not coming. And that means, and Corey just looks disappointed. Mm-hmm. He says he wanted to ask her how she liked her sneakers. <laughs> and Ricky says, well, Rayanne's very changeable whatever that mm-hmm. means she a Corey's- bitch <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> she changes with the wind mm-hmm. so Corey says it's weird how you can picture how something is going to be and then it turns out completely different mm-hmm. and ricky knows where this is headed and is also disappointed I'm like, damn yeah. it rayanne you fucked him over like come on you did you totally fucked him over and also just poor little 
brokenhearted Ricky, another prospect that's not going to pan out. Yeah. Angela and Brian enter the dance awkwardly. Brian tries to talk himself up to, you know, to talk to Angela, like hard to say something, you know. And she asks him, can you give me a drink or something? <laughs> and basically, go away. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically what she's saying. So he just goes along with it and leaves. She starts walking around, looking around, and we see Kyle, Sharon's boyfriend, hanging out with his jock bros, acting like a goofy ass. Mm-hmm. And then Corey passes by her and she says hi before noticing a sad Ricky in his royal blue blazer sitting on the steps, or down the steps in the bleachers. She has to know what's up based on the look that he gives her, you know? Yeah. She even spots Sharon, who smiles at her, and I'm glad that the tension between them is gone. Ricky yeah. finds Brian at the refreshment table. Which, did you have punch at your school, nope. like punch bowls? No. They do this on shows and movies all the time. And I'm like, even nowadays, I'm like, nobody does this. No. I'm trying to, like, I'm sure there were some sort of refreshments, but I feel like it was always in those, like, uh, football jug things, you know, that you just have a little spout on the bottom that they would have, like, on the sidelines of the football games. See, like, they, didn't, they didn't let us pour our own stuff. Like, there would be teachers, and they would be set up a table, and they would ask you, do you want a Coke? Do you want Sprite? Or something like that. And they would pour yeah. it in the cup and hand it to you. Yeah. So no was, one's spiking it. <laughs> exactly. It's a smart thing to do if you don't want right. people doing that, you know? Anyway, Ricky asks if he can hang with Brian and Angela, and at first, Brian's like, yeah, whatever. It's no biggie. And then he changes his tune because and says maybe Ricky shouldn't join them in case, you know, they want to dance or something. I'm like, fuck you, Brian. Yeah. Can't you tell he needs friends right now? He's such an asshole. Also, Angela's not going to fucking dance with you, Brian. My God. God. Yeah. (laughs) Brian brings Angela her punch. She's like, thanks. And then sets it down. Like, doesn't even look at it. (laughs) And you know, she just wanted to get away from him. Mm-hmm. She asks, what did Ricky want? And and she can see how sad he is. And she's like, what did you say to him? And Brian tells her that it might have been better if Ricky didn't hang out with them because what if they wanted to, you know, dance? And, and she's mad because Ricky's her friend. And Brian's like, well, yeah, Ricky's my friend too. But what if we wanted privacy or something? Ew. And Angela's <laughs> like, what the hell? We want privacy. Yeah. And then it dawns on her what's going on. And she re- reiterates why she had asked to come along with him in the first place. She starts stumbling. He starts stumbling like, you know, well, I mean, what if we want to dance? And she's like, we're not going to dance. Yeah. I mean, she's rightfully perturbed. She says, um, excuse me. He says that it wasn't some big plan he had. He'd rather just let what happens happen. And she says, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so, so. Catalano says it, and it's, she can really respect it. <laughs> Krakow says it. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> She's a fucking hypocrite. She is. Frustrating as hell. Then she sees Delia talking to Ricky at the refreshment table and asks what he said to Delia. What did you say to Delia? Because she was supposed to be with her aunt at the hospital. Mm-hmm. He plays dumb, and she says, you don't understand people, Krakow. You're so heartless. Hmm. He's hurt as she walks away and sees Jordan across the room talking with his buddies. Angela lights up. Narrator Brian says, the fact that she called me heartless, that's really good. That's excellent. How ironic can you be without like puking? <laughs> I mean, this is got true. a point. Yeah. That is true. She can be very selfish. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Angela locks eyes with Jordan for a second before he looks away dismissive. Now she's upset because Catalano is also heartless. 
Yeah, everyone's heartless. Heartless. The only one that has any kind of heart in this show is Ricky. <laughs> and, and Delia. Daniel. And Danielle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn it. Anyway, it's ironic. Mm-hmm. Brian walks up to Delia at the punch table, and she is no longer all smiles with him. He tries to apologize and says he was wrong and heartless. Wonder where he got that. Hmm. Sharon and Kyle walk up, and Delia ignores Brian instantly. Sharon gives him that knowing glare of shame as she tells Delia that there's so many cute guys she wants to introduce her to. Jeez. Obviously, <laughs> she meant to say it loud enough for him to hear. Right. And then they just walk off. Outside, Angela joins Ricky, who tells her that Rayanne never called Corey. She offers to kill her. And Ricky <laughs> says, well, that would only solve half the problem. Aww. The other half is that he doesn't belong. He belongs nowhere with no one that he doesn't mm. fit. That she And then she hugs him for a second, and then Jordan and his cronies walk by. However, Jordan hangs back, obviously wanting Angela to come talk to him. Even though he doesn't look at her, it's just his back's to her. Yeah. So they kind of laugh, you know, Angela and Ricky kind of have this knowing look and they laugh and he urges her to go talk to him. You know, he's such a good friend. He is. She gives him a kiss and Ricky heads back inside as she walks over to Jordan. At the exact moment, Brian walks out and sees them talking and then goes back in disappointed. I'm like, well, what the fuck do you think was going to happen, crack owl? Right. You're going to woo her with your charm and she'd end up liking you? Yeah. <laughs> No. You got to have charm first, Brian. Exactly. Jordan backs Angela up against a chain link fence and gets really close to her face, like really close. And he's like, why are you like this? And she's like, like what? And he's like, like how you are. Huh? <laughs> deep, deep, Jordan. So deep. Yeah. Ugh. Just like you then have, he. Like, thoughts and stuff. And it's yeah, weird. Yeah, why are you like. <laughs> Thinking and like talking. <laughs> Why do you look at me in public places? I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> don't make eye contact. <laughs> just then he gets called away by his friends and he just walks away. And she's like calling out to him. How am I? <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so desperate and sad. <laughs> what the hell is that about? How? What? What? How? <laughs> it's definitely all about control. All about oh. control, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, it's stupid relationship politics. He's toxic, and she needs to get the hell away from him, but of course she won't. Yeah. Inside, What is Love by Hathaway has started playing. Sharon and Kyle are in the middle of an argument again, and she tells Delia they'll be right back. So Delia is left standing alone, and she looks over and she sees Ricky, who invites her to dance. It's really kind of awkward at first, but then Ricky mm -hmm. just starts to jam out in this amazing yeah. dance. He is and going for it. I love it. It's one of the best <laughs> moments of the show. And I'm like, okay, can we please do this on TikTok? Oh please? my God. Yes. <laughs> we need to, at least a portion of it because yeah. I, mean, I want to be Ricky. I just always want to do this moment. You yeah, exactly. Delia trying to keep up with him. Oh, yeah. But they do. She matches him pretty <laughs> much. Does. You know, she's really good. And they start grinding on each other. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I know we can't do that part on TikTok because we're in completely opposite sides of the country. But <laughs> uh, we just bump up against the phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> I'm not dry humping my smartphone. <laughs> uh... <laughs> so, yeah. 
Delia joins in as others start to notice Ricky dancing and having fun. This is the first time all night that her bubbly smile has returned and you love to see it. She mm-hmm. matches him step for step and then and Brian's watching from the sidelines. Sharon is loving this and she looks over at Kyle who is enthralled, but you can tell she's like so disappointed in him as a boyfriend. Yeah. Ricky and Delia just keep dancing and having fun, ending the song and the hug as the crowd goes around them in a big circle and they're all clapping at their performance. And I just have to remind me like, well, let me ask you first, did you ever have a moment like this at a school dance? I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, not me personally, but there was a moment that happened like this at a dance because we would have, you know, there was always the dance circle mm-hmm. where, you know, everyone would stand around in the circle and someone would go in the middle and do something. And we had uh, a couple break dancers at our school. So they'd go like into the circle and anytime they'd go and start break dancing, everyone would just like lose their shit and be like, oh my God, this is so cool. And it become like the highlight of the dance. But Sounds very soul train, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really does. I have to like, okay, there's two instances. So there was one where I was dancing to Blister in the Sun by the Violent Femmes mm, mm-hmm. and it get quieter and quieter and I got lo- lower and lower and then mm-hmm. I jump up, which is basically based off one of the scenes come up from My So-Called Life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this one time I started this dance trend and I didn't even know it. I was just doing this move over and over, like, you know, over and over, left, right, left, left, right, left, right, right, that kind of thing over and over. Mm-hmm. And... I was by the end of the song, somebody was like, came up to me like, dude, you had a whole crowd behind you doing the same moves you were doing. And I was oh, like, what? That's awesome. You're just in your own little world. You didn't even recognize it. I was totally my own Ricky at that moment. It was great. That's Felt awesome. Good. And then someone off to the side was like, who would have thought everyone in this high school is a professional dancer? <laughs> exactly. That would have been awesome. Had a big choreographed moment. Everybody's like, yeah. You know. Doing the thriller dance or something. That would have been yeah. great. Oh, man. <clears throat> high school. Mm-mm-mm. I do miss high school dances. I will remember. I will say that. I miss dances. Not the I drama, loved. but just the actual fun and dancing. I always had a blast at high school dances. There was some drama, but mostly drama-free for me personally. But I just – just give me some music. I love dancing. I don't care where I am. I there always were kind of like dances. long wedding receptions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the same thing where you had like the popular songs and mm-hmm. the line dancing and then some of the ones you would kind of sing along to, you know? Yeah. That was always so fun. much fun. Yeah. Stefan. Stefan. I love it. Yeah. Back outside, Angela starts to come in, walking past a couple that's making out. I'm like, where are the adults at this dance? Are there no chaperones? They're drinking out of their flasks. Yeah, they have to be. She walks up to Brian, all smiles. Now she's smiling. She's glowing. He's solemn as all get out. She apologizes and says, I'm sorry. I ruined your night and Delia's night. And all he can think about is how incredible her hair smelled. Mm -hmm. His inner monologue says that her hair smelled like an orange grove they passed when he was eight on his way to his grandmother's house. But that must be her shampoo or whatever. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. He says, these things are stupid. And she agrees that no one ever has a good time. And I'm like, I think Ricky and Delia would like a word. Mm-hmm. They're having a great time. They had a blast. She then decides to ask him to dance. But he's like, not with you. I'm like, damn. <laughs> good for you, Brian. <laughs> Way to throw that in her face. <laughs> I mean, she needed to hear that. <laughs> she needed the two because she was a bitch to him at the beginning of the night. Mm-hmm. He then backtracks that he's like, you know, I don't really care about dancing anymore. And she says, me neither. 
And then the camera pans back from them and the entire dance is couples dancing to a slow song. And you see the banner for the world happiness dance hanging mm-hmm. above them and it fades out. And that's the end of episode 11. Yeah. I just want to point out here this, this last scene with Angela and Brian, like you were talking about how Jordan just got control with her kind of keeping her hanging on and she's doing mm-hmm. the exact same thing to Brian. Why would she go up to him and just like get really close to him and apologize? Like she's never really been nice to him that we've seen. And it's just like this kind of dick move. She knows what he was thinking about the night. And then she goes up and yes, she's apologizing, but it's like getting in close to him. You know, it's just kind of come on. It's sketchy as hell. Yeah. It's very sketchy. And yeah. And you know, she knows that he likes her. You know, it's obvious. All the stupid excuses he has to talk to her and mm-hmm. the way they, they argue, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's more than just they grew up together. It's 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 more than that. You could tell. Yeah. So overall, this is one of my favorite episodes. Even though I don't like the Brian narrative, I do. It's because of Ricky. It's one of my favorite yeah. episodes. Because I connected with it so much on that level of being the awkward gay kid in school and then you know what? I don't have anybody to dance with this dance. I'm just going to have fun anyway and just bust out into some moves, you know, and yeah, it felt great. I remember my friend uh, and I, we used to watch this episode and we would rewind it back to this point. <laughs> rewind, not just go mm-hmm. back. Rewind. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and watch this part where he just starts breaking out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> so audience, thank you so much for listening and let us know what you thought about episode 12. Oh, excuse me. Episode 11. <laughs> episode 11 and the life of Brian and what you thought about his narration or his side of things. And uh, we would love to hear from you. Reach out to us on social media. You can reach out to K at FML, FMWL pod <laughs> on pretty much any platform. Mm-hmm. The rewatch recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at the rewatch recap, or you can find me on TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird-ass sense of humor, amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. And we hope to see you here next week for episode 12, titled Self-Esteem. What what are that one's about? Gee! (laughs) Thank you guys again for listening. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.